Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. Mike Slater and Lou Penrose. Good to be with you. Well, it has happened now. California is the latest blue state, sanctuary state. Uh, to be the recipient of illegal aliens from Venezuela now flown into California. The Los Angeles Times reports the men from Venezuela crossed the border with intentions of going to New York, Florida, or Utah because they had connections in those states. They were instead sent to Sacramento, where they reportedly walked 20 miles to an address given to them by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So uh, Slater eight Venezuelan, well, they're calling them migrants. They're not. They're Venezuelan nationals. Uh, eight. Wait, I really have to talk to somebody down there in the newsroom at the uh, L.A. Times. Uh, eight of them uh, were uh, flown from Laredo, Texas, to Sacramento with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement documents uh, and an address to Catholic Charities in Sacramento. Yeah, that's fine. But that's not nearly as dramatic as, Mar- as Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> right. So first of all, eight? That's it? Like, how about 800? Uh, second... You're not going to get the effect in California, especially when you drop them off in Sacramento, right? You got to drop them off in uh, like La Jolla or something. It's got to be like the equivalent of Martha's Vineyard. Sacramento's already got a ton of immigrants. Do you think? So that's not a dramatic thing, is it? There's no sense that this is going to end anytime soon, right? I mean, this is working. This is a working strategy. Uh, It is exposing a tremendous level of hypocrisy because they've already been tweets out from various Democrat lawmakers in California decrying this yet again stunt by the Republican governors of Texas and Florida. But we are a sanctuary state, and they have made it so. So why why, why would a What's Democrat that voted for making California a sanctuary state, why would they yeah. be sad that there were Venezuelan nationals? Oh, by the way, all in their like late 20s and early 30s. There's like, <laughs> no, no children in this bunch. No, they uh, should no be women. Killed. Yeah. They should be thrilled. It's, so the pro-illegal immigrant people, they freaked out at DeSantis because the people that he sent to Martha's Vineyard had these flyers um, saying there'll be all these benefits when you get to Martha's Vineyard and here's all the services and all this stuff. And everything in the flyer was from the Massachusetts state website. So it was all their own literature that he just printed out and handed it to them and said, here, go to us. Here's what the sanctuary state says they'll do for you. And then he did that. And the people in the sanctuary state said, oh, how could you? How dare you? Uh, but I'd like to see, you got to be more specific in California. You got to drop people off in Malibu. That's where you get it. And I, there's a, we already have 30% of the illegal immigrants in the country already in the state. So what's another eight? That doesn't I think you're right. I think I think tactically, Sacramento probably too uh, too too broad of a place. It, it probably yeah. sounds right because it's the state capital, oh, uh, yeah, but, but nobody's there and nobody's paying attention there. Right? It's got to be on Barbara Streisand's front lawn. There, right? it's really there, where it now, we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. But listen, eight so it's out of an interesting twist here on how we found out about it. Um, they went to the Catholic charities, but the address that was provided to them, and it was provided, they had paperwork from U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. They were processed. So they were legally in the United States pending their asylum hearing, which I'm so pleased that the L.A. Times, you know, 
puts it that way because they are here on asylum. That's the only reason that you can't just cross into the United States and walk around. Uh, you actually have to legally be here or else you are sent home, except in the one instance where you're claiming that you're being persecuted, I guess, in Venezuela uh, and you have to seek asylum. Uh, and then a judge will hear your case and to say that you are uh, not qualified for asylum. You're not under Why can't they just do it right there on the border? Why can't they do it right away, right on the spot or the de next day? Let's do this quick. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't take very long uh, because there's there's no persecution going on in Venezuela that we know about. Uh, so they're going to really have to draw up a, a, a significant uh, you know, amount of, of data for that judge. Um, so they get to the Catholic Charities building, which is not where the Catholic Charities services are. It's like the headquarters. And oh, okay. nobody's there. Uh, so they uh, <laughs> go to a local soup kitchen to get some food and somehow coordinate with the, the, the NorCal Resist chapter. Mm, a security like, guard you know, puts like him in touch with NorCal. So I don't, that's incredible. The soup kitchen in Sacramento is being uh, being guarded by somebody that's connected with NorCal Resist. That's yeah, here, hey, 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 sorry, the uh, soup kitchen's uh, full right now, but we have our local Antifa chapter down the street if you'd like to go join them right now. <laughs> oh, wow, that's the first number in the Rolodex? That's incredible, right? I mean, they were able to connect with NorCal Resist. NorCal Resist is a leftist organization, pretty radical. This is where Antifa comes from, and these are the people that you know promote the Black Lives Matter rallies that burn down buildings and flip over cop cars. Uh, they were able to house them for a couple of days. They gave them some hotel room vouchers uh, and put them in touch with an immigration attorney. Uh, and they coordinated with NorCal Resist and whatever the Resist chapter is in southern Texas. So the, the resist folks are uh, even more connected, it seems, than USCIS. Well, they got more uh, more numbers for them, for their own little gang there, too. So the reason this is all noteworthy and the reason why these governors uh, in Texas and Florida are making a thing about this is because arrests at the southern border have exceeded 2 million this year so far for the first time ever. First time ever. We've never hit 2 million in a year. So this is the most ever. And... I guess kudos to the New York Times for even writing about this, right? They're, the only time usually the New York Times and these newspapers ever write about the border is when it can be used to make America look bad. And I don't, so I don't know why they're talking about it, other than maybe just to make news, make uh, DeSantis and Abbott seem like horrible people. Maybe that's the only context they're needing to give. But it's the most ever. It's the worst ever. Two million uh this fiscal year is the largest number ever in a single fiscal year. The fiscal year not over yet, right? September 30th. So there's 15, uh, 15 more days, uh, 10 more days left in the mm -hmm. fiscal year. So it's going to exceed 2 million. 2 million illegal aliens, right, entered the United States. By the way, that's, that's what they're able to count. There are some that get through that are yeah, not spotted. Good point. Good point. Uh, so, I mean, we are talking about, I mean, here's some hyperbole for you. We're being invaded. I mean, this, 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 is, this is a siege. Right. We're under siege. There's no question about it. People used to use that terminology. Politicians did and they got ridiculed. They got lambasted for being xenophobic. Oh, America under siege. Right. But what is then the definition of being under siege? Four million, three sure. million, seven million. I mean, two million is the largest amount. So is this now something that is out of control? Yeah, I don't think you need a commander on the front lines leading the two million person army in one fell swoop in order to make it an invasion. Uh, you know, that's, that's not necessarily what makes an invasion. But if you had any other country in world history with two million people coming across the border uh, illegally, uh, of course you would call it that. Now, what's also interesting about this is that where these people are from. 
So yeah, in this Venezuela is far away. I mean, we, we yeah. should talk about Mexico. Mexico's right there. I mean, Venezuela's all. We have, we have illegal aliens coming from Venezuela. How do they even know about it? Yeah, it's Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Cuba. For the first time ever, is the same as the immigrants from Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. So these are big shifts in where the people are coming from. The people from uh, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Mexico is actually down 43%. And the people from Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela is up 175%. So we see these Cuban, or excuse me, these communist countries that have collapsed and people uh, leaving them. And I don't know, bringing communism here? Or are these going to be great crusaders against communism? I wish we knew. But we don't, because we don't know anything about them. No. We, we do know that the, a significant number of them were on the terrorist watch list, and we'll tell you what that number is. Also, is this a premeditated strategy? It seems completely uh, – it's just it's too, it's too much. I mean, it, for, for it to come to be, to be 2 million, there seems to be – has to be some kind of coordinated strategy uh, in an undercurrent of this. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. That's coming up next. Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. It's Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Coco. I'm Mike Slater. It's Lou Penrose. You can check out the iHeart Pet of the Week available at your Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Pet of the Week, Kogo.com slash pet. Sponsored by Nicodamo's Farmers Insurance, now uh, offering pet insurance. So the governor of Texas and Florida still sending illegal immigrants to different places across the country. Uh, eight Venezuelans dropped off in Sacramento the other day. And uh, in a sane world... Eight would be a lot. <laughs> hey, would be like, wow, eight. But when you got something like four million illegal immigrants in California, uh, eight doesn't seem like much these days. It doesn't seem like much and uh, and didn't make as big of a story as Martha's Vineyard did. So maybe it was the placement. Maybe maybe they need more. Well, more may be on the way. Uh, oh, I, well, yeah, no, don't worry about that. I'm, I'm certain about that. With. Two million crossed the border this last year. I'm certain we'll have more. So yesterday uh, we were chatting, and I, I threw across this term, uh, cloward and piven, in passing, and uh, I think we could go into more detail about that. Yeah, because a lot of people have asked me about it, because uh, you did, you mentioned it. We were talking about this this idea that they almost want it to be so large and so overwhelming that the normal course of action to correct, which would be to deport all these Venezuelan nationals once it's determined that they do not qualify for asylum because they're not being persecuted because of their race or religion or nationality. Mm -hmm. And by the way, all the Cubans and, uh, you know, Hondurans and El Salvadorians and Mexicans that are pretending uh, to need asylum here in the United States, once we process all of them and they go to their hearing and it turns out that they're just pretending that they're being persecuted in their home country and they will all be deported. That sounds fine if you're talking about 30,000 people. But when you're talking about two million this year alone, yeah, how did it? So it's like it sound, It feels like they're setting us up to 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 have a new idea. We'll have to handle this differently, Slater and Lou, because we just can't deport two million people. Yeah, that's the point. So uh, here's the story. So uh, two people: it's the Cloward and Piven. So it's Richard Cloward, Francis Fo uh, Fox Piven. Uh, they're married. They were activists in the '60s, and they claim up with they came up with a strategy to end poverty. This was their plan uh, to end poverty. It was to overwhelm the welfare rolls and get everyone possible signed up on welfare in order to bankrupt 
local and state governments who would then beg the federal government to bail them out and usher in guaranteed minimum income, which is something else we talked about last week. And we now have here in San Diego on a smaller scale, right? So it was, it's to overwhelm the system, overwhelm the game. We've got to put everyone on welfare so that we just can't even do it anymore, and we've got to come up with something different, as you were just talking about. So this is not a conspiracy theory. I'm looking at an article right in front of me from The Nation magazine in 1966. You can look it up yourself. It's called The Weight of the Poor, A Strategy to End Poverty. A mass strategy to recruit the poor onto welfare rolls would create a political crisis that could result in legislation that brings an end to poverty, the guaranteed minimum income, by Francis Fox Piven and Richard Cloward. Like, I'm, like we're not making it up. So the goal is to overwhelm the immigration system, overwhelm the border, overwhelm Border Patrol, overwhelm the courts, overwhelm Catholic charities, overwhelm the assistance programs, so that everyone throws up their arms and says, well, we just can't do it anymore. And we'll just, we just got to keep everyone, I guess. That's and the and that, that's the direction they're going. And you're right. It's not a conspiracy theory. It, it is absolutely a strategy that's being used. Here's Kamala Harris. Uh, she was on uh, this week uh, with Chuck Todd uh, talking about the legislation that needs to happen to solve this problem first and foremost. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we make, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border. By the way, those uh, those those those, head, those pauses are not inserted. Those no. that's her <laughs> thinking her way through. But you heard that. So first things first. First, we have to pass a pathway to citizenship. Yeah. Well, that pathway for, to citizenship discussion has been around for t over 20 years. And we're now two to four million more Venezuelans into this. So would all these new mm. people qualify for whatever pathway to citizenship that has not yet been signed? Yeah, it's amazing. She's the weakest heartbeat ever away from the White House. Yeah, ever, yeah she, I she could really barely even, keep a thought together. Yeah, I could barely pay attention to the clip just because I was like just lamenting and mourning the state of our of leadership in this country. It's, it's wow. Um, but she's sticking with that secure borderline. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, Chuck Todd, to his credit, had the prediction right. He's like, we're looking at two million illegal aliens crossing that border. You're still staying, saying it's secure? Yeah. And, and she said, we need it's secure. So the, well, she, well, she didn't really say it's secure, did she? She just dodged it. Play it one more time. Because okay. i got to get past the fact that she's our vice president. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we make pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. We're going to have two oh, million okay. people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border. Yeah, border okay, is secure. Yeah, so she did say it. Sorry, I missed that part. I missed that. You know, I was so overwhelmed by the beginning. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's hypnotic in its in yeah. its simplicity. Yeah, what, what, what are you talking about, secure border? I mean, like... By what possible standard could you say that we have a secure border when you have two million people coming across? That's ridiculous. And she as you it. mentioned, I mean, they're coming, you know, we have had a history of illegal immigration from Mexico and Central America, too, uh, for a long time. Uh, and we've we, we, we wrangled with it. We fought over it. We fought over public policy debates here in California. I was around for Prop 187 in California, the, the historic piece of legislation that, the, that that passed, by the way. People forget that, but it did pass 60-40 mm. to deny wow. public social services to non-citizens. 
then it was you know, went to the courts and was blocked in the courts. But people do forget that Prop 187 was overwhelmingly popular. Wow, Almost. that's amazing. Lou, this is really important because that is credited with like the turning point of yes, when, that's of when, when California we, went we, blue. We, right, the awakening of the sleeping giant, the Hispanic vote. Right? Did you buy and, that and, or no? Right. That, that was that was that was credit. That's when everything turned around. That's when things that's when Republicans overplayed their hand and and lost everything in California. Wrong. 187 was hugely popular. <laughs> but you don't think there was a blowback from it? I think it would pass again if it was on the ballot in November. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody who's changed their mind. I mean, maybe enough Californians who are frustrated have moved out. Uh, but yeah. I think it would pass again. Well, you're at 50, 59 to 41. Banning illegal immigrants from getting everything, health care, public education. <laughs> That's a brutal bill. They know that. Oh, we're so – again, I mentioned that a second ago, like living in a sane country or eight Venezuelans would be like, whoa, we got a huge problem at our border. Um, and But, like, we have millions coming across the border. Uh, same thing here. Like, this is a crazy proposition by 2022 standards. Illegal immigrants can't get school – can't go to school and can't get health care? Yeah. No, it was, and 60% uh, it was, of Californians passed it in 1994. How often do you get 60% of Californians agreeing on anything? It was called the Save Our State Initiative. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Good old That's days. That's wild. All right, LA voted back. for it. LA way, only San Francisco didn't vote for it. Yeah. Nobody counted the vote. When we come back, uh, you remember MS-13, Slater? Remember those gangs? Oh, from, they have uh, a spark of uh, of the divine in them. <laughs> these, these, were, these were bad hombres. Uh, well, now we have a new, uh, to call it MS-13 2.0, uh, just what we need now, Venezuelan gangs in the United States. That's coming up next. Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. Slater and Lou on News Radio 600 Kogo. Good to be with you. That is a, a, a an audio clip, a, a selfie video, if you will, by a bunch of members of an organization called The Train. The Train is the largest criminal organization in Venezuela, over 2,000 members. Uh, they have presence in Colombia, Brazil, Peru, Ecuador. Bolivia and Chile. And Chicago, they, apparently. Yeah, and there, there they are on their way to Chicago. They cross the border illegally. Uh, you can't understand what they're saying because they're also playing rap music in the car behind them. But uh, the translation uh, provided to us was, we're rolling with the boss. We're up here with the crew. It's necessary up here in the north. We're headed to Chicago. Thanks be to God. I like the thanks be to God. That's nice. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, they're very religious. They're, they're fine people. What, what's the problem, Lou? You got a problem with the uh, so uh, largest the criminal train, in Venezuela? Yeah, you remember, we, I mean, we successfully cleansed the country of MS-13 from El Salvador under the Trump administration. Those were some bad hombres. The train is known in Venezuela for drug trafficking, racketeering, arms trafficking, human trafficking, pimping, kidnappings for ransom, uh, illegal mining, chop shops, and human smuggling. Yeah, we're so, just trying to make a living here, Lou. We're trying yeah. to live the American dream. Haven't you ever heard of it, Lou? Or are you so far removed from your Italian immigrants that you forget what it's like to 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 really put your nose to the grindstone and work hard to live that dream? Just salt of the earth, coming for isn't a better what, life. Isn't this what your Italian relatives did when they came over? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because they're going to North Chicago. Apparently the train, uh, the Venezuelan... 
a gang uh, is moving into North Chicago. The south side of Chicago is where the Chicago, the American gangs are. Okay. So we could we could see. I mean, this could uh, it would be interesting to watch uh, to see how this works out to see yeah. you know, who is able to control the turf. Like, um, I, am I supposed to root for like the Americans? <laughs> I guess we should root for the Americans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a pow- Who knew there was a power vacuum in North Chicago uh, gang warfare? You mentioned MS-13. It's worth a quick review of that um, because, as you mentioned, you don't hear about them anymore. I hope you're right that it's they've gotten rid of this situation. Uh, Trump did. So this is in 2018. Trump, I distinctly remember this. He was at uh, this big, long table, and he was talking to the press. Uh, 2018, he said, we have people coming in the country trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. Uh, because we have the we had the dumbest immigration laws in the world, and you wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people; they're animals, and we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And everyone free. Oh, Lou, these immigrants—they're animals. He called them animals. Right. No, he didn't. He called these gang members animals, and they are animals. I mean, they, these are horrible, horrible. Uh, gang members, and they don't belong in this country if they're here illegally, and if they are in the country legally, they belong in prison. Yeah, so, I, I mean, like back far deep in the prison, like way back in the jail. <laughs> MS, does it get worse? Like the deeper in the prison you go, I like I that. Mean, so far back, you got to feed him with a slingshot. That's what they say in the <laughs> south, right? I mean, they, these these boys need to be so far back in the in the jailhouse you can't find them. <laughs> uh, MS-13, they're from El Salvador, and like they would like behead people. Like that's like like in Long Island. So and it's crazy because you'd have people who fled El Salvador because of the violence, and they go to Long Island, and their daughter would get beheaded on the way to school by an MS-13 El Salvadorian gang member. It's like, what are we doing here? So we're, now we're just doing it with Venezuela. But it's I don't know. I would say it's worse than equally bad. How about this, Lou? Border Patrol. Uh, August. Last August, 12 arrests of individuals on the FBI's terror watch list, which brings the total this year to 78, which is triple the previous five years combined. Yeah, it's just a hard number to wrap your head around, right? Triple the amount of the past five years combined. So out of all past five years of all the terrorist watch list people apprehended. Wow. And then add that all together and then triple it. And the number that they caught this year was higher than that number. Tremendous. L- let me just go to the numbers. 2017, there were two. 2018, there were six. 2019, there were zero. 2020, there were three. 2021, 15. And now 78. 78. Now, I, when I hear a fact like this, like, that's bonkers. Like, that's like, what are you talking about? So I gave, I got, my first instinct is to give some benefit of the doubt. Because I don't want to be caught looking like a fool, spreading some number that's not true or not accurate or doesn't have the full context to it. So my first thought was, okay, maybe it says arrest of individuals on the FBI's terror watch list. Maybe those are just people from a country that's on some sort of general watch list. So maybe these are people from uh, Afghanistan or something or, I don't know, Syria or I don't know what 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 other country would be on a watch list of ours. Uh, I don't know some terrorist I mean, watch. There's a whole yeah, bunch yeah. in the Middle East, but yeah. I, I would recommend uh, that uh, we put Saudi Arabia on the there you go. Sure, we got some Saudis, we got some Yemenis Yemen. coming over. Right. Maybe, no, no, these are specific names. These are specific people who are on the FBI terror watch list that are border patrol finds at the border and figures out their name and says, "Oh, <laughs> you're like we know you." 
and what are you doing? Why are you trying to come across? Because I'm not here for you, other than whatever it is you want to do here. And, and this bothers me so much. As somebody that worked in Congress uh, following the years following 9-11, I worked for the member of Congress who was chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee uh, and it was, it worked on, on things called the 9-11 you know, the, 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 the uh, Commission. I, these are people – we spent a lot of time and money at the State Department to find these people and get their names to authorities like Border Patrol to make sure that they stay out of this country. We just – it wasn't a celebration of 9-11, but we just had a remembrance of 9-11, right, just a couple of days ago. And I'm so – when I see numbers like this, it bothers me so much because – Slater, we're on a news radio station, right? If tomorrow morning – the breaking story, right, uh, that uh, terrible explosion at Los Angeles International Airport. Uh, not sure of the number of casualties, but it does look severe. Two hours later, breaking news. We have an update for you. Over 1,000 people killed, thousands more injured in a car bombing attack, right? And a couple of hours later, you get an update. News at noon here on Kogo. Turns out that the car was driven from Tijuana into the United States, and the individuals were here on fraudulent Brazilian passports, mm. and they were from Yemen. Mm. And, they, and their names were known on the terrorist watch list. Yeah. You'd be, you, would you be surprised well, no, if no. that was the it, news story it'd tomorrow? Be, it'd be Trump's fault because he created an atmosphere where the world hates us and blah, blah, blah. They, right, they would yeah. never uh, right, take but, the blame. But the, the problem that I have is nobody would be surprised. We'd be shocked and saddened, yeah, but oh, we I wouldn't see. be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's the question how it is, what happen. are we doing today to not make that the actual news story tomorrow? Yeah, that's how it would happen. Uh, and MS-13, when Trump called them animals, Pelosi said they all have the spark of divinity. We're all God's children. Yeah. So maybe she should try to pull that same uh, bit with these people, too. Coming up next, uh, we're going to have a difficult conversation that is the conversation that must be had. And it is the root of what we're talking about here, which is not race, which is not ethnicity, which is not even nationality. The root of it is culture. But ooh, ooh, ooh. Not allowed to say these things that, well, we're going to do next. News Radio, 600 Coco.